Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like when the tailgate party shows up at your house after the big win. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this could sideline your savings. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Conair is spreading love and celebrating women, not just on International Women's Day, but every day with Conair Girl Bomb. Girl Bomb is their new line of powerful hair removal tools made just for us. Yeah. Whether it's the silky smooth skin or the empowering confidence boost you get, Conair Girl Bomb is here to amp up those positive vibes with some self care. So, to all the beautiful women out there, keep shining, keep being you. And treat yourself to some Conair Girl Bomb magic. You deserve it. Available at Walgreens. Word with me, here you know BT. Sue so low, shout out OCT. No real cap, call out what we see. Whole game ready, ball of blitz on three. No, you can't stand on it on two feet. I already know you can't ball with me. Cause I brought up with the squad and me. They get a little, they calling me. Ball alert. Ball alert. Ball alert. Baller alert, it's OTT with it. It's your bestie, Sue Solo. And it's your boy, BT. Just in case you missed it. Prayers up for Jasmine Sullivan, who recently just lost her mother. And also prayers up for uh, Bronny James, who suffered cardiac arrest during his workout at USC. Yeah, that was that was pretty shocking, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely don't like people's speculations on, on what happened. What are they speculating? I mean, people are speculating, you know, uh, just crazy stuff that I've that I've been seeing on the Internet about like the vaccine and stuff like that. And, you know, um, how people are saying like the vaccine is creating like blood clots and stuff like that is causing people, young people to have, you know, health issues. Um, So, I mean, just prayers up to, you know, Bronny James, man. Damn, man, your first practice and, you know, something like that happened, you know. I can only imagine how LeBron and Savannah feels, yeah. you know, hearing some news like that. I mean, it's terrible that people would assume anything. Um, I am one of those people who does feel like the COVID-19 vaccine was out too quickly. There was there weren't enough studies on it. We do not know how people's bodies are going to react to this until later on down the line. Um, I don't know that it's associated to that, that his incident is associated to that. But I also understand why a lot of people are fearful of the effects of the COVID-19 vaccine. Well, speaking of prayers, uh, Jamie Foxx has finally thanked said something everybody. about the hit. Yeah, <laughs> now, now, for now when I said this, when I brought this up, y'all thought I was crazy. I didn't think it's you were not crazy. a y'all situation. It's just that some people hadn't heard that people were upset about him not thanking them. I was not upset. I felt that if you were mad at him, then you should have kept your prayers because clearly it wasn't authentic. But is he a clone? Is that him? Man, that's Jamie Foxx. His face look a lot different. It looked longer. I mean, he he could have lost he could have lost a little bit of weight, you know, okay. been in the hospital, um, you know, for the time that he was there. I just don't like the fact that people 
feel like celebrities owe us something just because we're sending prayers and because we're fans. That man still has a private life. He's still, yeah. you know, he's Jamie Foxx to us, you know, and he's mm-hmm. somebody's dad. Mm-hmm. You know, he's somebody's family member. So people got to keep in mind, man, these celebrities don't owe us anything. You I know? mean, it's common decency to say thank you, you know, when people send you love and prayers and but stuff he like did that. Say, but he did say thank you on his Insta story. For people to have been in an uproar like they were, like to not, like give the man a minute to come outside and enjoy himself, like I promise. That man was gonna say thank you. Like, relax. Yeah, but thank God he's okay. I'm just glad he's okay, and I'm about to watch the movie on Netflix. I watched the movie and it's really good. I and love that movie, man. You I know, saw the they first, clone Tyrone. I only that, saw the first like 15 minutes. It's Not because crazy. it was boring, just because I was. Well, I'm I'm a big fan of Tiana Paris. I love that she has been able to uh, stretch her acting. Mm-hmm. She's been in the Candyman. You know, she's she's the main uh, lady, right? In the movie. Yeah, she, oh, yeah. she's hilarious. Uh-huh. I love her. Yeah, I, love I don't her give it away now. I got to see it. We ain't even saying that. We just said it's a good movie. I just like I like Tiana Paris. What was it? What's the main character? Yeah, the dude. Yeah, John Boyega. Yep, yeah, John Boyega. He is hilarious on it. And you know, he has such a thick accent, but like if when you see him in a movie, that's you sound crazy, like a hood right? dude. I mean, that's the part of acting. You gotta throw you throw your voice. You gotta switch it up. Yeah. He's an amazing actor though. Like For sure. that man really molds into any role that he gets. Like I thought he was a real thug. Like I thought he was a gangster. An American gangster at that. What about that? What about that chicken scene? See, I don't know what you're talking about. I'll, t- I'll talk about what about that chicken. It's in the chicken. It's in the chicken. <laughs> Dog. So right. you can still go catch up later. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, man. If you haven't seen uh They Clone Tyrone, definitely check it out. It's definitely I, I say it's kind of like Jordan Peele-esque. It makes you really think. Yes. You know. Uh, it, watch it tonight. Yeah, it yeah. makes you really think. Let us know what you think about it. Uh check it out. It's on Netflix. Um Carly Russell, y'all. I, I I refrain from speaking about this story or bringing it to this platform because it was so many moving parts at the time, and now it's just all coming together and making sense. She lied, y'all. Carly Russell, girl, let me tell you how much I love you, how much I care about you. I almost packed up the mini. Well, first, hold on, Sue. Can you give them a breakdown of what happened? <laughs> okay, so apparently Carly had called the law. She called her family. She was driving on the interstate and said that she saw a toddler. What, what was she driving? I don't know what she was driving. She, she said, was I was a driving car. a Benz. Oh. Whatever it was, she was driving a car, saw a toddler, decided to get out to help the toddler, and then disappeared. Mm. Her personal belongings were still in her car. Her wig was snatched up off her head and left in the car, which furthermore led us to believe that she did get abducted. Somebody took this woman, so now everyone's looking for her. Her family's going crazy. Social media done got a hold of it. Black folk want her to come home. Almost packed up the mini and drove to Hoover to go find you, girl. And you was at a hotel. You was checked in at a hotel while the world was going crazy looking for your sorry ass. And you was okay. And real women missing out here. Real women. Well, something's not right. Now, it could be just for clout. It could be for attention in in a in a different type of way like maybe Mm. she's not together all the way maybe she wanted to make her boyfriend mad or something i don't know what it was but i don't think that she intended for it to get this big i think she thought it was gonna be a local little thing she was just making her family mad her boyfriend mad and the thing went global i don't think she meant for it to blow up like you know what made me mad and she sent the damn lawyer to tell her she was lying. Yeah. <laughs> she wasn't going to tell you herself. She should have apologized to the whole world. 
You want her to feel that shame. Yeah, feel that shame because she has so many people supporting her. I've seen so many blogs posting about her, so many people that I follow posting about girl, her. Like this. Did you post you about girl. her? Ooh, did no. you post about her? No. Oh. I didn't, yeah, I, didn't I mean, it's just really unfortunate. There are so many people lost in real life. I mean, not lost, but uh, have been abducted in, in real life and... You took the taxpayers' money. You know, they people use, people got paid taxes for those resources. Uh, to, sure, and now that, now she on? she may be looking at some criminal charges. I hope she and don't she go deserves. to jail. Man, I hope she. I don't want to see nobody go to jail. I don't think she should go to jail before they do an evaluation. Like, let's make sure she's okay mentally. Let's see what's going on with her. Jail. She's obviously not there mentally. If you come up with a lie to say that. You got kidnapped, and you, she could I, be there. She could be together mentally, and just made a bad decision. A lot of people are saying it's it has to do with her boyfriend. She was trying to get his attention. What do you guys think? Uh, your boyfriend got your back. He still got your back till this day. Okay, he he offended. He defended you the first time, the first day one. He defended you again the other day. Yo, man, I don't know how it seems like he gives you a lot of attention. It seems like he gives you unconditional love because the way my man would have left me if this was me. <laughs> Girl, that man love you. I don't know what more you want from him. Jesus. I'm I'm just gonna hope that's not the reason why she said that she was kidnapped. He's mm. gonna pop up at the house two days later after enjoying room service while the whole world was going crazy about you, girl. I almost drove to Hoover, Alabama, on your behalf. And think about it. You know what the cops probably was thinking? Then why we don't show up? Mm. <laughs> and that, and, and, but you know what the sad truth is? The sad truth is that's probably what she thought, you know, was going to happen. Mm-hmm. They was going to ignore it and it'll just be like a little family Another uh, black thing. woman missing that yeah. they don't care about. Mm, girl. Oh, I see what you're saying. She thought it was going to be micro, small. That, yeah, like, yeah. Well, she could just give be... her boyfriend a little heart attack. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, she didn't pop she up two days later. Up. We done all lied before, okay? We done all lied before. Now, sometimes we have told a big lie, but it was to a small group or a small scenario. It didn't blow up. She lied. It blew up. Now look at you. You done lost your damn job. Well, um, speaking hmm. of more ruckus in the uh, social media streets, just hilarious, you know, in this whole trans community. Have y'all been keeping up with that? The audacity and just the, the arrogance for cis women to believe that they own periods. That they own womanhood. You don't. Okay? You don't own periods. You don't own womanhood. You experience both and both are different for every person. But as a cis woman, it doesn't belong to you. So you can't gatekeep it. Wait, 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 wait. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. Who the fuck stands up for us? And us... I mean women, real women, biological women, women who were born with all the parts that you guys wish that you were. Um, when does the delusion stop? No, really, who is protecting women? Because we just all out here getting our ass handed to us, fighting for our life. I don't have a problem with the way anybody chooses to live their life. If a transgender wants to be known as something other than what they were born as, I don't have a problem with it. If that is who you believe that you are, I support that. I don't support the community calling now natural born women cis women. I'm not a cis woman. I'm just a woman. Sorry that I have a natural period. I cannot help that. And I promise you, I'm not gatekeeping no period. If I could switch with you, I would. Okay? Like, I, 
We we don't want no period. We don't baby. Want, we don't want to bleed every month. We like, don't want that pain. We don't want the PMS, the cramps. Like, come on now, and to be disrespected at that too. Like, come on now, we don't want that. But gatekeeping, it's a reach to say that we're gatekeeping periods is a reach. The whole gatekeeping periods through me, like I'm like, huh? Just because you're a woman and you bleed, you possess both those things. You don't own womanhood. I don't think anybody is trying to say that we own anything, but we are natural born women. We're going to have what natural born women have. You can't change. That's it. Like we accept. I accept you for who you are. Respect me. That's it. So what? What is um? I I heard. So then, T. What does Madison. cis woman mean? What yeah, is no, cis? I was now I was just. That's exactly what I was about to ask. What is what does cis woman mean? I don't know. It only transgender people called natural women cis women. Like what the fuck? Oh. So then, T. S. Madison goes into it and she says there are so many real women that get mistaken for being transgender women, and that's where a lot of the anger comes from. I do hope they take a good look at how transphobia affects all women. For you to make that comment, you are completely disregarding the hurdles and the challenges that natural born women go through. You are doing to natural born women what you don't want done to you. You are discrediting our experience. You are belittling who we are. You're literally doing to us what you don't want done to you. That's crazy. I think just like how they have so many rules, you know, that we have to follow and and make them feel comfortable. Like we should be okay with saying, I don't want to be called sis. That's it. I, and I'm not. I'm not. a. a I'm just a woman. That's it. Like I, I never heard of the term cis woman prior to this revolution, essentially, you know, being as big as it is. I don't have a problem with you fighting for representation because you matter representation matters there are millions of other people that are going through identity crisis they're trying to find themselves i respect your journey cool no problem do not call me a cis woman i'm just a woman don't call me anything to appease what you want to do or be for yourself like don't and this revolution kind of like as you just stated kind of happened per, uh you know post growing up because mm-hmm. i didn't grow up learning that Mm-mm. i don't know anything about it. that's another thing so many people within that community, not everybody, obviously, but so many people in that community are mad at what we don't know. We're learning right now. We're, we're open to learning. We're, we're open to receiving who you are and understanding your world. But you're not going to slam me every single chance that you get and disrespect me for just being a woman. I, I am just that. That's all I am. Maybe we can get a little bit more clarity on it. Like, we invite T.S. Madison and any other transgendered yeah. uh, uh, people to come and educate us here on the Baller Alert Show. Open dialogue. Just yeah. open, respectful dialogue. That's it. Well, we about to have some open dialogue because Angel from the Spice Sweet stopping by the Baller Alert Show. He's going to get spicy right here. We'll be right back with more of the Baller Alert Show. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. 
Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. And we're back on Dealing Together, where we help good people who fell for bad deals. First caller? I had to buy three identical sweaters to get the fourth free. Ooh, you got fleeced. Next caller, what's your deal? I paid for 20 tanning sessions, but had to use them in a month. Now I'm orange. Ooh, you got burned. Next caller. I traded in my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24+. Hmm, how's that bad? I got to choose from their best plans. So what went wrong? Oh, nothing went wrong. And you're calling to... To request a song? You want a song. Of course. The choice is yours. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. (sighs) Celebrate the end of your workday with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as another busy Thursday flies by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. You're listening to a special edition of the Baller Alert Show. Peace, y'all. This is Angel Gregorio, and you are now tuned in to the Baller Alert Show. Miss Angel in the building on the Baller Alert Show. Let's take it back to the beginning. So I started um, in education randomly. Um, I started working at a youth jail, and I thought that I wanted to become a forensic psychologist. I have multiple degrees in psychology, and I knew I wanted to work with What does that mean, like talk to crazy people? Not crazy. Talk to folks impacted by mass incarceration. Okay. Right? And I knew that I wanted to do that. We got to break it down for the audience. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. You know, no, 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 that's fair. Yeah. Forensic, yep. No, forensic psychology is working with folks who are impacted by the justice system. And I knew I wanted to work in the justice system because I have brothers, my mother and father have all been incarcerated. I have mm. two brothers serving life in prison. And so for me, I wanted to go back and hopefully be the person that I wish they had saw that could have changed their trajectory. And when I went into the prison thinking I was on this path to psychology, I met this girl who became my best friend who was a math teacher and I saw her teaching and it made me realize that I wanted to impact the kids like that and so I went back and got certified to teach and then I ended up becoming a teacher dean and then an assistant principal and stayed in education and thought I would be in education forever until you know I became a Spice Girl how many siblings do you have? I have four siblings and two out of the four are are both serving serving licenses yes wow how has that affected your family? Um, I mean, it's it's loss, right? So it's grief. I think that folks don't realize that having folks who are incarcerated is a lot like losing them. And I don't I don't want to pit pain against pain, but it almost feels like even more difficult because they're here. Mm-hmm. So it's like you can see them, but you can't touch them in the way that you want to. You can talk to them, but the conversations are very different. You, you're watching them grow up. They're watching you grow. But you guys really still don't understand each other. Mm-hmm. Right. Like my brothers and I have a very nuanced relationship because we've grown so much over the years that they've been incarcerated and they think they know me, but they don't. And the same for me. I think I know who they are, but I don't really know them. But those are my brothers. So there's some like. 
like real intense grief around mm-hmm. not being able to love your siblings the way you want to love them due to the circumstances impacting them. Are you the only person in your immediate family who has not been arrested? I am the only person in my immediate family that's not been in prison yet. So what's the difference between you and everyone else in your family? Nothing. I mm. tell people that all the time. We are the same. My brothers and I have the same we have the same mentality. We have the same hustle. We have the same drive. We just have a different product, right? Mm. Like where they mm. chose cocaine and weed, I chose, you know, other things. And I also was attached to different people. Um, my friends, my circle of friends was very different. Education, which is why I went into education, treats boys and girls very different, right? I had a smart mm. mouth and still do. But when I had a smart mouth, it was just, you know, a note on a report card talks too much. But when my brothers got smart, they went to the office because they were aggressive. Mm. And then that led to suspension. And then there's the school to prison pipeline that starts to happen. So I think it just makes me think about how we need to treat boys and girls more similarly when it comes to how we redirect behavior because we don't know the path that we're putting them on when we start punishing them too harshly, too early. Mm, That's an interesting statement. Um, It makes me want to bring up about what Florida is doing with the educational system. How do you feel about, you know, what their governor is doing and trying to, you know, erase black history? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's so it's criminal, period. It is also exactly what white people have been doing in this country for centuries, right? So it's almost like how we talked about Trump when Trump was in office. I think every black person talked about how he's just putting a spotlight on the, you know, the issues of racism that have always existed. What DeSantis is doing in Florida is not foreign to any of us, right? Like, and the, the, the part of it that is difficult is we can keep the black history in the textbooks, but the educators still aren't teaching it right. Mm-hmm. So he's just saying Let's take it out Which is trash Right And it's trifling mm-hmm. But we still have educators Who look like us Who aren't teaching our kids The history that they need To learn in school So we just need to do A whole reform Of the education system The prison system All of it But I'm also an abolitionist I don't believe in the prison system I believe in reform In, in abolishing it um, mm-hmm. Completely So my views are really radical Around things like that Cause it just seems like uh, Florida is making it A big deal Like it doesn't yeah. seem like People in Florida Really Making it a big deal It's kind of like something That you actually got to go read about And like actually go do your own research To see what's going on And I think that's the issue with us Relying on our media To tell stories about things That are impacting us The same way You know I spoke to a group of kids Who came to the Spice Suite To visit me last week And we were talking about travel And I asked them where they wanted to go And they Oh it was about 20 kids And they named different countries None of them named a single country in Africa Mm. And so I paused And I was like Why don't you guys want to go to Africa Name Name things you've heard about Africa Africa. They were like dirty feet, dirty water, um, huts, dirt roads. Like they named all these archaic things that we've been fed from mm-hmm. media about yep. a country that is absolutely vast, beautiful, and rich. Mm-hmm. Right? Total opposite of what they think. And it's the same with the history, right? Like I think we just, we're relying on mainstream media to teach us things that will empower us and that will advance us. And that's not their goal. We have two different agendas. Yeah, that's why I believe that we all should do our own research because I actually uh, follow this guy on YouTube um, that's in Africa and he oh, shows... smiling. Huh? He's smiling. What because he, I'm he like, say? he shows like Africa like really what it is and it's like really like a... Like there's real cities. There's like wealthy people. There's beaches. Like there's like mm-hmm. rich minerals that Absolutely. other countries are trying to go over there and mm-hmm. still get to this day. And that's what made me smile because I remember me, uh, you know, being in um, Arkansas saw and going to school and it was like Africa was just always planted us and there's like nothing there but yeah. dirt and huts yeah, and I've seen beautiful. this guy on YouTube and I was like wow this, this is what Africa looks like. like I've been to about 39 countries wow. and the most beautiful countries I've visited are in Africa 
the most beautiful beaches. There's nothing like the Indian Ocean. Right, and we think about like Maldives, it's like this beautiful, but that's still a part of Africa. Mm-hmm. Asia tries to claim it, but it's still African soil. They're be- Seychelles, Egypt, Morocco, beautiful places. Um, so I think we just need to also encourage each other to travel more. Yeah, and you Maybe traveled in, a lot because you uh, mm-hmm. went to like over 26 countries to learn about spices. Yeah, wow. so that's a part of my business. And mm-hmm. now I just spend a lot of my time. I've not traveled in a while and I'm sad about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like counting down. That's true. Mm-hmm. Count, it was been a year. It hasn't okay. been too long. It's been a year. Um, so I'm counting down the days to my next vacation um, to travel again. But yeah, I literally spend my time traveling the world to source spices and get inspired for new spice blends. Ooh, I bet you eat good. I'm sorry, so what was you going to say? <laughs> um... I'm a victim of that. So I'm first generation American by way of the Tigray region in Ethiopia. Mm-hmm. I did not want to go to Ethiopia when I was 15 because I told my mom, I don't want to see all these hungry people, mm-hmm. all these poor people. And when I tell you, I cried like a baby when it was time to come back to the States. Yeah. It was the complete opposite. So shout out to you for not only acknowledging that, but preaching it like letting people know why don't you take your behind to Africa everybody wants to go to these European countries and, and cities they trash yeah, and like, boring go, you know, the art is boring I mean, the you know, fashion you is it. boring you said it not me yeah. <laughs> well going back to DC uh, you know when we were talking about you in the educational field where did the idea come from that I'm, I'm gonna open a spice store it was random and serendipitous. <laughs> I feel like that is like the theme of my life as I, you know, go deeper into adulthood. Um, I had saw this random for lease sign on a building when I was leaving a nail salon. It was a black owned nail salon. So I, you know, wanted to frequent that shop. And when I saw the for lease sign, I had no idea what I wanted to do. I didn't have a business plan. I didn't have a budget. I didn't even have a desire to own a business. I just thought it was like an apartment where if you ask the landlord the rent, they tell you the rent. But the landlord had legitimate questions like, what do you want to do with my space? And so I was like, sir, oh, I don't know. Don't worry about it. And he said, well, we're looking to make a decision in a couple of days. Let me know. And I was like, I'll open a spice shop. Can you just tell me the price? And then when he told me to rent, I was like, oh, that's not bad. I don't know what bad was, right? Because I didn't have any frame of reference. But I was just like, oh, that's not bad. And so I decided I was going to do it. I negotiated the lease. I had a friend in real estate development who helped me negotiate the lease to get a couple months free. And so I'm like, if I'm going to get a couple months free, I'm going to stack this money Mm -hmm. while I can, you know, Mm -hmm. before I have to pay him rent. And so... I decided to open a spice shop and at that time there were six other spice shops in D.C. and we're now the only spice shop in D.C. Wow. Wow. So the other ones are out of business. They tried to sell to me. Yeah. Most of them tried to sell to me but I didn't want them. No. I don't want to inherit the bad juju. It's such a competitive (laughs) space. I'm good. There are so many seasoning brands. It is such a competitive space. How did you go from zero to a hundred? Um, we went from zero to a million. Okay, correct <laughs> me. Hello. Get um, me together. <laughs> we went, I mean, we went there kind of quickly, right? But mm. there was this steady upward trajectory. And I'm super grateful for that because I know a lot of times when we tell stories about business and business ownership, we always focus on like the hardship and the struggle. And I think a lot of times we struggle unnecessarily in business because we don't want to make the hard decisions. Mm. If we make the hard decisions quickly, then we can move out of the bad space and into the part where we get to harvest and, you know, reap the harvest of what we've sown. And that's been the case for me. Like we've had some difficult times. But we, it was really me investing in community. Mm. That has helped my business. I really feel like that was the key to my success is that I made sure to bring as many black people along the journey with me as possible and not feel like I can go alone. Mm. So where did the Spice Sweet name come from? 
my best friend and I, the one who was teaching, Rachel, she and I, when I text her, I think I text her or called her immediately. After I called the landlord, she might have been the first person I called. And so we started texting and I'm like, I'm opening a spice shop and because she's my best friend, right? So she's riding. No matter what I say, she don't even know what a spice shop is, but she's like, okay, what are we calling it? And I'm like, I don't know. I want something cool. And she's like, all right, sweet and spicy. I'm like, that's whack. And we're going back and forth and she kept using the word sweet, but spelling it S-W-E-E-T. And I'm like, saying it and I'm like no I like sexy you know me I believe in all things sexy let's call it spice sweet because like a hotel suite mm-hmm. but also a suite is all encompassing right mm-hmm. a suite is also luxurious because that is the most expensive place in the hotel right so it just had all these other meanings for why we would use the word sweet and of course the play on the word sweet and spice mm-hmm. is op- as opposing taste no for sure um, how do you how do you come up with your spice blends I tell my motto is food is fashion mm-hmm. and I really believe that people should play in their kitchens and their closets. So I start creating spice blends in the same way that I get dressed. So sometimes you start with something really basic, like this little tank top, right? And that could be garlic or paprika or salt, something that's super familiar, whether you cook a lot or not. You, when I say those things, you know what they taste like, what they smell like, mm-hmm. and then you layer and you edit. So you literally keep adding things. You add garlic, you add um, cumin, you add coriander, you add parsley, you add all these things on top. And then at some point, I either decide like this is bomb, I'm about to name it something, or it's like an outfit where you try it on and it's like, oh, this dress is fire, but I don't have a shoe yet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you just sit. It sits in the closet until you get the right shoe and then you come back to it and you're like, now I'm ready to wear this dress because I have yeah. the shoe, the hair, all the things that's going to make the look what I want it to be. So it really is just a, a playful thing that I do. One one of the uh, sayings that you have, and it's all over your t-shirts and all that, is what I love is we have it at home. We got, we got, we got food, food at, at home. home. Yeah. And everybody say that. How did you come up with that? Being black, right? Okay, I think we here growing up. We got food at home. Growing up black, right? You pass McDonald's okay. and you ask your grandma, your mom, auntie, whoever to get you McDonald's, and they're like, "We got ground beef at home," and they know it don't taste like McDonald's, <laughs> right. but they're not about and to spend the money you on it. You ain't got nothing at home. You, you ain't, ain't got nothing. nothing in the fridge, and they lying, right? <laughs> they lying. They nothing at home, but they're gonna tell you that. And so I think I started it as a joke, right, to remind people that we got food at home of their childhood, but it also is me wanting to encourage folks of my generation to cook again because mm-hmm. I feel like we are so much of the culture of like brunching on yes. Sundays and trying all the new restaurants which I also enjoy doing but there's something to be said about the fu- family and community that happens when you sit down and eat together it really be is. it you by yourself you and your significant other you and your family I just think that there's something to be said about pausing and taking time to eat at home even just the process of cooking right yeah. like you could be talking about this that and the third or maybe you find out that this cousin feels like this spice would be better with this and you try it out like it's just such a family oriented experience and I do feel like you learn something when you cook as a community yeah you you find out how cheap life is (laughs) how do you go spice shopping like how do you wake up one day and say okay not only am I gonna start this spice business but I gotta go find the spices how do you go spice shopping so it started with this guy, Boat. He's a comedian. Um, we met randomly in Safeway. And when I posted on Facebook that I was going to start a spice shop, he hit me and was like, hey, I'm about to go to Kuwait and I want to send you some spices. And I was like, OK, cool. Like thinking he's going to send me a little sample, a little pack. He sent me kilos and kilos of oh, spices. Wow. And before I could even open it, I smelled it. And before I even opened it, like opened each package, I was like, this is what I got to do. 
I have to travel the world for spices because whatever is in this box, whatever these things, I didn't even know what it was yet. This is what I have to bring to my customers. And so I traveled to Puerto Rico first because um, there's a spice shop there that is owned by a woman. And she's the only spice shop in Puerto Rico and she's been there for 20 plus years. And so I just wanted to stand in that space that was mm-hmm. built by a woman and see what that felt like and feel that energy. No interview. I just wanted to go there, spend some money with her and support. And then after that, I just started traveling because I figured everybody eats. Right, yeah. So I don't have to have an agenda. I don't go to any country looking for a particular spice per se. There's some places, right? If I go to Morocco, Dubai, I'm looking for saffron because it's mm-hmm. expensive and I need to get it there. I've learned what you know is unique to certain places, but otherwise I just go. I just go, travel, and try things. You probably eat some of the local food and you're like... Always. What What is that? Whatever yep. this is, I need that. I try to eat local and I try to cook while I'm there with mm. locals. Not like a cooking class that you book online. I try to, like, literally, I'll pay somebody. Like, well, your auntie let me come and cook dinner with her. Period. Oh, I wow. love that. Oh, I know Speaking you of, cooking. Speaking <laughs> of cooking, you do cooking on your Instagram and things of that nature, which I love, too. You be having the jams going. That's why I put on that uh, Raphael Sadiq. <laughs> you know, yeah, trying to catch a vibe. Um, what are some of your favorite res- recipes? I don't necessarily follow recipes, but some of my favorite things to make are veggies. Mm. I love making like different vegetables and having fun with them because I feel like it is the most surprising thing for the folks on Instagram, right? Like when you make Brussels sprouts and make them look good or sound mm-hmm. good or green beans or carrots, you know, things like that. Folks, I mean, we all do salmon and chicken and all right. the, you know, the kind of staples. But when you have fun with vegetables, I think it changes things. And as a mom, I want my kids to experience vegetables and love them and not think of them as these like soggy, bland things like I did growing up. <laughs> Yeah. No, that's a good point because everyone does really feel like vegetables are bland. So you're either going to have bland vegetables, soggy, they don't cook the nutrients all yep. out of it, or <laughs> you're going to have to overcompensate with heavy seasoning. Yep. And I don't like doing that. I feel like yeah. you, if you have to use a lot of seasoning, either what you have isn't hitting, it's not flavorful enough, yeah, or or you just trying to clog yourself up. Like it, it, it's, it's one or the other. I don't. We'll be right back. Stay tuned with more of the Baller Alert Show. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. And we're back on Dealing Together, where we help good people who fell for bad deals. First caller? I had to buy three identical sweaters to get the fourth free. Ooh, you got fleeced. Next caller, what's your deal? I paid for 20 tanning sessions, but had to use them in a month. Now I'm orange. Ooh, you got burned. Next caller. I traded in my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24+. Hmm, how's that bad? I got to choose from their best plans. So what went wrong? Oh, nothing went wrong. 
And you're calling to... To request a song? You want a song. Of course. The choice is yours. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. <sighs> Celebrate the end of your workday with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as another busy Thursday flies by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. You're listening to a special edition of the Baller Alert Show. Peace, y'all. This is Angel Gregorio, and you are now tuned in to the Baller Alert Show. When you had the spice suite, and that was very successful, especially after the pandemic. I know uh, COVID was good to you. Yeah. After that, you came up with the uh, Black and Forth. Mm-hmm. Can you let us know about that? So Black and Forth came about, the name Black and Forth came about a few years ago. Um, I was doing interviews maybe like a year into business. I had had this. I have this business model where I have these black women who have products that I handmade or uniquely sourced and they pop up at my store regularly on a recurring basis in exchange for them having a space to pop up they work at the store so I don't have to pay staff to work at my store right so it's this unique business model and I called it a barter I was doing these early interviews and I'm like I barter with black women because that was the best way I knew to describe it and I got a call from the U.S. Department of Labor's legal department and the guy was like yeah so I heard you're doing a barter but we don't see anything on file with like the IRS and I was like so I lied because if the IRS has to get involved, then I definitely said the wrong thing. <laughs> Let's stop there. Um, it's not a barter. Let, what do we call this? And he's like, no, no, no. I'm not trying to trip you up. I just want to understand your business model. So I started talking it through with him. And he tells me the different empl- employment types as um, the DOL describes them. And he was like, what you're doing does not fit in any of our employment types. And I've actually never heard of it. I've been here about 10, 15 years. And I was like, well, if he's never heard of it and it doesn't fit any of them, then I need to own it and trademark it. Mm -hmm. And so I said, now I need to call it something. What is this idea of me going back and forth with black people? Mm. It's black and forth. I go back and forth with black people. So black and forth became the name of my business model. And then when I went about purchasing a commercial property, it was the name of my real estate holding company. And now the name of the mini strip mall that I own in D.C. I call it black and forth. The mini strip mall. I love Flex. It. <laughs> right. I love that. You actually kind of, um, and you know, this is just what comes to mind. You remind me a little bit of Pinky Cole. Mm-hmm. Like when I hear her story, she'll talk about something that was like an everyday experience for her and how that everyday experience, that moment sparked an idea for a business that ended up being extremely successful. Yeah. Like, you know, for you to have the, the black and forth, that came from something that you were actually just doing it just came to you naturally you wanted to do it and now it's a whole it's a whole extension of who you are and and what you offer the community so that's really dope thank you what's some advice you would give um you know a lot of black businesses that ideas that you've used to be successful you know some if i typically give the same two pieces of advice right and it's start now perfect later Mm -hmm. um, because sometimes we get in our own way 
and we talk ourselves out of starting something because we're waiting for it to be perfect. Our labels have to be perfect. The website has to be perfect. We have to, you know, have a certain amount of followers before we launch it on Instagram. All the things. Mm-hmm. So that, starting out perfect later. And secondly, I always say, like, be careful who you dream out loud around. Mm-hmm. Um, because sometimes people can't see for you what they can't see for themselves. Um, and they will stop you from moving forward because they will impart their fear on you. And that's scary. Okay, so all of these Instagram chefs <laughs> and, you know, black Instagram entrepreneurs that swear what they got is the hottest thing. Try my seasoning. It's so flavorful. <laughs> but then you see them dumping like a pound of seasoning on something. Clearly, yeah. it's not good if you have to use so much seasoning. What is an easy recipe that anybody, any girl can make for her man or, you know, she just wants to impress a guy for the first time. What is the easiest, like, foolproof meal that you would suggest? I guess, so I don't know if there's, like, a, a, a quick recipe, right? But if I'm thinking, like, someone's coming over and you wanted to make something easy, spinach dip, right? Spinach mm. dip is easy. So you can, you can elevate that a bit by doing, like, a spinach and collard dip. Okay. So some frozen spinach, frozen collard greens. You get whatever type of cheeses you want. Good cheese makes things better, right? Some manchego cheese, some gouda cheese. You mix those together and get some um, a good seasoning blend, preferably the of spice course. sweet, right? Preferably the spice sweet. And we don't necessarily re- recommend certain blends for specific things. So I don't believe that like there's a steak blend or a, se- a vegetable blend. Mm. Um, and then you mix it a little bit of mayo in that, some sour cream, and then you mix it up and literally bake it. And that's a quick, easy spinach dip. And that's something to have, you know, even if they're not staying long, right? Like you have, a, you're talking about somebody trying to impress mm-hmm. their man. He's picking you up and you guys are about to hang out for the evening and you want to just have a cute little appetizer. Okay. Before you guys leave, you want to have a drink, a little appetizer at the house. Before you leave out, you can make some quick spinach dip. I'm that's easy. Try that. now, see, I was just about to say, now Sue just asked a personal question. <laughs> I was going to get what I needed. I, I, I like how you did it, though. Tell the people I am the people. Ms. Angel from the Spice Suite is in the building. Uh, what does black-owned business mean to you? Man, I think black-owned business is about legacy. Um, it is about reclaiming our space in this country. Um, and it is about setting an example for our kids. Um, it's so important when people bring their kids by black and forth and they're like, I just brought my son, my daughter to like see you, mm-hmm. to meet you or to see this space. Like that means so wow. much to me because it's like you brought, you traveled here to see this, which means it doesn't exist where you are, mm-hmm. which makes me sad. Right. But it also makes me grateful to know that I created something that is aesthetically beautiful enough that you found it worthy to bring your children, but also has enough significance historically. And, you know, just thinking about future Mm -hmm. that you wanted your kids to like stand in my space and be a part of it as if it's this historical landmark. Um, So black business is really um, it's also ordinary. Right. And when I say ordinary, I'm not saying it because black businesses are basic, but I think that so many of us have created so many things that are just like what we need to be purchasing every day that we need to start buying black out of just it being what we do and not out of protest. Right. Like we don't have to wait for some big brand to mess up before we start putting out the list of places that we should buy from. Like there's black people that make deodorant and lotion and toothpaste, super light bulbs, Band-Aid, like literally all of your necessities. I can name a black brand that makes them so we don't have to wait for somebody to mess up before we start shopping black and I really hope that we start to embrace that more I feel like we're turning that corner slowly um, but I feel like we need to put the, put our foot on the gas on that Ooh, one that was it's, really it's hard because that's that's crazy that you said that because literally yesterday 
I was just talking to somebody and I said, you notice Uber Eats don't tell you what the black restaurant said anymore? Mm. It was a moment. Wow. Yeah. If you notice Netflix don't tell you the black movies anymore, like oh uh, wow, well, yeah, they did used to have that section. It used yeah. to be a section of everything. Like if you yeah. wanted to support black at some yeah. period of time, it would let you know everything. Yeah. But now it's that was, just, like y'all did, y'all did too much. Y'all was, supported too much. That was a yeah. Good yeah. Y'all supported. Y'all, <laughs> right. clicking, y'all clicking too oh, much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just done said something. To <laughs> yeah, uh huh. That ain't Black History Month no more. Right. Yeah. Out here. Yeah. They ain't protesting no more. <laughs> so all things spice sweet at spicesweet.com thespicesweet.com yeah okay. man at thespicesweet on Instagram okay I seen y'all had merch on there y'all had uh, uh, all the spices you can get a, a box a monthly box yep and um, you have like a cookbook on there right yeah so I created an ebook it's it's old um, mm-hmm. but I, I left it there just because folks you know kind of still want to use it as a guide mm-hmm. and which I think cookbook cookbooks should be anyway not necessarily prescriptive mm-hmm. um, but I created that cookbook years ago when I was on MasterChef um, when I was on MasterChef we were sequestered Right. So you can't talk to anybody. You don't have your phone. All you have is a journal and a notepad. And so every day while I was there cooking, I was writing recipes and testing Mm -hmm. recipes. And so there was like a range. So this this recipe book is not like Southern food or Caribbean food. It is all the things that I made there, like Lebanese, Greek food, American food, soul food. And so it's a combination. Yeah, it's a combination of things. Mm -hmm. And so when I came back, I literally turned that journal into a cookbook. And we used to print it. And now because printing costs just got so ridiculous. The expensive we made it into an ebook. Will there be another one coming soon? Oh, taking all find, the uh, videos if I from find a writer, I do not feel like writing. Listen, she just told you she ready to travel. Yeah, you trying to make her do some but more. I work. don't want to work. <laughs> you made this one recipe on your Instagram. It had like it, it was a soft shell crab and yes. the, uh, the shrimp with uh-huh. the, uh, Ooh, the guacamole girl. stuff. I was like, oh my god, y'all, make, y'all making me hungry. <laughs> What's your favorite spice? So I tell people, I don't have a favorite spice, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I cook with all of them. We have over mm-hmm. 102 spice recipes. I am constantly creating new recipes and rotating things in and out of the store. So I tell folks, I don't have a favorite. And when people come into the store and ask me, like, what's your favorite? Or what do you recommend for chicken or salmon? I always say, like, girl, I don't even know you. I don't know what you want your chicken to taste like. <laughs> right. right. So I have no idea. And it is really akin to going into Macy's and saying, like, I want some perfume. What do you suggest mm-hmm. I smell like? Yeah. They don't know what you want to smell. Yeah. They could be super salesy and like try to pitch something to you and I could do that right like I could try to name three spices and they're gonna sell out just mm-hmm. because I said they're my favorites but I really want people to take their time and explore yeah. and find their favorite because it really is like fashion like it's I'm relative. not it's not, and it's not about what's trendy and what's popular my least popular spice you know on paper or in terms of sales could be the one you love the most mm-hmm. That's see, that's, that's smart. Really, that's how I know yeah. you're a businesswoman because you like I ain't about to pick three spices. No, y'all no. just gonna come in here and y'all, say no. I want those three spices. Now nah, y'all gotta no. try all 120. Right. <laughs> I got way more than three. Yeah. I'm excited to go on down. Everybody go on down to DC, the yes. spice suite, and check her out because I know I'm gonna make my way down there. Yeah, but we I can know. order online, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah so our model online is we do boxes. So we created this almost like hype beast kind of um, hype around our products. Mm-hmm. So kind of like our sneakers and things drop we would drop boxes online and we tell you what's in the box but that's all you can get so you can never go on our website and like point and click and add specific items Mm. you have to take the box as is Um, and you know what's in it so it's not like a mystery box but that's how we do our online but we also have personal shoppers um, which are a group of black women that decided they love the spice suite and they wanted to come in and shop for people who were out of state and they can um, purchase any item in the store and ship it anywhere in the world and so I created a separate website for our personal shoppers where you can 
can link with them that you pay them I don't take any money out of that oh, wow. you pay them to shop for you and I give them access to my store which of course allows me more money to have my product yeah. in more hands but it also allows me to support some black women who really want to be able to earn some extra money by doing what they love which is coming to the Spice Suite so are they the Spice Girls are the personal no, shoppers the Spice they're separate so there's a lot of black women there's okay. the Spice Girls and then they're the personal shoppers the Spice Girls they are black women who have their own businesses mm. so they sell everything from vintage clothing beer products waist beads um, skincare, all the things and they pop up on a regular recurring basis so, so one of them might be there every first Sunday another one could be there every second and fourth Thursday mm-hmm. and they have their schedule and while they're there they're selling their products and mine I love it we ain't talking about spice up your life uh, no, no no they're not singers <laughs> yeah. they're, not, they're not a girl group real in that girls. way right yeah. yeah selling the spices the spice sweet Miss Angel we thank you so much thank for you. pulling up on yeah. us and thank sharing you so everything so much for having me and I can't wait to be down there you know I gotta watch it in D.C. though with my pockets because y'all got <laughs> I, I was just down there and um they had like a um some other tax i guess is to pay for the building like because covid or something it was at i was just like really y'all got so the extra- restaurants have started being crazy they've added yeah. like covid tax and all COVID. sorts of oh things yeah. yeah they've been ridiculous yeah, yeah. yeah. There some of them have yeah now what you was just saying about cooking at home yeah yeah before we get out of here we got a pep talk my name is angel gregorio ceo owner of the spice suite and black and forth My advice to anybody who's looking to start a business or has a dream um, that they no longer want to defer is to get out of your own way. Um, Sometimes we overthink things. We allow other people's perceptions or fears about what we want to do to get in the way of us getting started. So you can always start now and perfect your journey along the way. Can't get enough of Baller Alert? Follow us on all social media platforms at Baller Alert. Log on to BallerAlert.com. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Ann Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroesfilm.com to get tickets now. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable.